0: I'm Risa Williams, and this is The Motivation Mindset, and today we have a special episode called The Time Toolkit, where I discuss tools from my books. I'm the author of three books, including The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, The Ultimate Anxiety Toolkit, and my newest book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit, which is available for pre-sales now on Amazon and is in stores worldwide in March of 2023. Today on the show, I'd like to talk about tools from all three of my books that are related to goal setting. Joining me today on the show is Motivation Mindset Podcast Assistant Dulcie Yamanaka, who will be asking me questions. Hello, Dulcie. Welcome back. Hi, Risa. Today I wanted to talk about goals because it's the new year and people are setting new year resolutions. So, can you tell me your approach to goals as I know that's something you talk about in your books? this time of year is often when people make New Year's resolutions. And I think resolutions and goals are different in nature. Because I think, typically, when we're making New Year's resolutions, we're coming out of an extreme type of thinking, which if you've read my books, you know, I tend to discourage people from doing. It's not to say that you can't plan an extreme goal and accomplish it, but this is more of a a once-in-a-while type of thing, whereas the kind of goal setting I work on with people is to get them to form better weekly practices where they're tracking small goals that they can do consistently, and over a larger period of time, they can work at accomplishing big goals. So in other words, I like to take goals that people have and break them down into small manageable steps that feel easy to do. One of the things that tends to happen when somebody comes to me to work on a goal is that they often tell me a goal that feels so overwhelming and so big and so intense and it has to be done in such a short period of time that sometimes I feel stressed out just hearing their goal. And usually the person who's working with me feels stressed out about even starting their goal. And this is where we can get ourselves stuck. We make our goals too big. We put too many expectations upon ourselves to do in too short an amount of time. And then we stop ourselves at the starting line. It's like we freeze up with overwhelm just thinking about that goal ahead. So as the new year happens, and as we're looking at where we want to be in one year's time, it's good to get out of the extreme thinking modality where you're putting all that pressure on yourself and you're expecting instant results. It's a way of showing kindness to yourself and being more compassionate towards yourself and going about goal setting in a gentler way that will make you feel more motivated each week to take steps towards. So the first thing we do is look at your goal. And then I use a tool called the goal splicer, where you take a big goal and you keep slicing it down until it feels more manageable to you. An example I use in my book, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, is if somebody says, oh, I want to run you know, 10 miles a week. First, we would tease that out by asking a set of questions. Okay, well, for 10 miles for one person might feel completely reasonable. For another person, that might feel impossible. So where do you feel that falls on the scale for you? A good tool to use in conjunction with this is the task intensity meter from my book, The Ultimate Time Management Toolkit, which I've discussed in previous episodes. But this is to gauge how stressful this is feeling for you to begin. So does this task feel high, mid, or low intensity for you. So something like running 10 miles might feel low intensity to one person, mid intensity to another, and high for a completely different person. So if it feels high intensity, it might be a sign that you need to break this goal down a little further. So then we'd ask a series of questions. What feels more reasonable? Well, maybe five miles, maybe one mile. And then how often do you want to do it? Sometimes people, when they're initially saying their goal out loud, have an unrealistic expectation of themselves, like they're going to do this every single day, and it has to be at full intensity without any flaws. So already you're setting yourself up to feel like if you don't accomplish that, you've failed. And that's sometimes where people fall off the goal track. They put those expectations on themselves. They do it one day, the next day, they don't feel like it. And it's too big and too overwhelming or it takes up too much time and it's easier just to forget about the goal and stop it altogether rather than take tiny steps forward that are moving you towards your goal. So we would break it down even further, maybe one mile every week or twice a week, you have to keep asking yourself questions. Only you know what is reasonable for you and what you're actually going to do. And you'll know because it'll click inside of you when you ask yourself enough questions. You'll land at an amount that feels okay, and you'll start feeling like, oh, that feels easy to me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do that next Monday. When you get to that point where you've teased it out enough, where it feels like you can actually start moving forward with this thing, then you know you're at a good starting point. So then the next tool I usually give people is called the first step finder. And you can read about this in the Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit. All my books have a big section of them dedicated to achieving goals and how to set reasonable goals for yourself that make you feel motivated to do them. And so the first step finder is a way of mentally prepping yourself to start your goal. Because where a lot of people get stuck after they've made a reasonable goal for themselves is that they have trouble starting it. They start putting off the start date. And they start thinking, well, I'll just do it next week. If you're procrastinating in this way, it's good to admit it to yourself, first of all. Notice your pattern, become mindful of it, and think, why do I keep putting off starting this thing? What do I need to do to move myself forward? You know, what is it that's getting me stuck? It might be possible you haven't broken your goal down into small enough chunks that sound reasonable to do. Or it might just be that you have to mentally prep yourself to take that first step. So a lot of the work I do with people and a lot of my tools are based on this idea of prepping our brain to do something. They've done neuroscience studies where if you can picture yourself doing something, it activates the motor cortex area of your brain, which means that your brain is actually rehearsing doing it and you're more likely to do the thing. An example I give in the book is if you want to go hiking and you can't motivate yourself to do it or take a long walk or something like this, picture yourself doing it. Sit there and do a visualization where you're picturing yourself putting on your shoes, getting out the door, driving to the place, going for a hike, looking around at the scenery. And you're rehearsing this in your brain. So your brain is prepped to do it. And you might find your motivation kicks in if you rehearse this enough that you actually feel inspired to go do it now. So the first step finder is about finding what that easy first step is. So if I'm working with an artist who wants to start painting more, an easy first step might be the day before you want to paint, put out your supplies, arrange them, put out the brushes, clean the space off so that you're mentally prepping yourself to take the next step. So that way, the next morning when you wake up and it's time to paint, you don't have to do the setup. You've already prepared your brain. For writers, I'm a writer. So one first step I do might be to sit there the day before my writing segment of time is planned. So if I'm writing on a Saturday, this might happen on a Friday. And I'll journal out ideas for what I want to work on. I'll start outlining or I'll just journal out random lines I want to incorporate or scenes I might use. Or sometimes, if I don't feel like writing, I'll flip through past journal entries, and I'll review all the data I've already collected. And in this way, I'm prepping my mind, okay, here are all the ideas. I've opened the book. I'm flipping through the pages. I'm getting ready to write. Now, again, all of this changes depending on who you're talking to. So it's important to understand what your own process is. What will get you in the mood to do the first step of your goal? And part of this is using time blocking where you've blocked out a starting time for your goal. So to learn more about time blocking and time containers, you can listen to my episode 11, which was all about time containers and understanding how to put chunks of time in your calendar that are designated for specific things. But for instance, if we go back to wanting to hike more or something like this as a goal, You would schedule it in your calendar. You would say, okay, that takes about three hours for me to drive there, do a hike, et cetera. So I'm going to do that on Saturday. So then you would look at your calendar and think Friday night, I'll do my first step prep, which might be to put my hiking shoes by the door. Maybe that's all it is. Or maybe you go online and you think about where you're going to go hiking and you get yourself mentally in the mood to do it. So now that I know how to get started on working on my goals, how do I keep myself from drifting off when I've already started working on them? The second element of goal setting that I work with people on is goal tracking. And this is something that's come up across a lot of the episodes I've done with experts on the show. The idea that we need to be tracking our goals somewhere This helps us with accountability. We're providing accountability to ourselves, but it also helps us realize all the little steps we're taking and build up a sense of self-esteem and confidence related to achieving this goal as we're doing it. So for many years, I would write in bursts. Sometimes I'd write a lot, sometimes I'd write a little. And my productivity was all over the place. Sometimes years would go by and I'd be stuck writing the same book. And I wasn't making a lot of progress, but in my head, always thought I was making more progress than I actually was. And the years were kind of going by, and I wasn't accomplishing as much as I had set out to do. So at a certain point, after talking to many other writers who were doing things I wanted to do, I learned that a lot of them were tracking their goals on paper somewhere. Some use an Excel sheet where they put in the amount of words they write each week. Others use a diary. I personally prefer to use a pen and paper because I'm on my computer so much and I'm on my phone so much. I need somewhere separate than that as a tracking system, but you can use whatever works best for your particular brain. For me, I keep a separate tracking journal where I track my goals for many different things. And each day I'm writing down three to five tiny steps I took. I'm writing down how many pages I worked on or, you know, did I look up resources? Did I market my other books? Did I post stuff on social media? All these little tiny steps I'm giving myself credit for each week. And what I found is that the idea of having to write it down is motivating over time. It might not be motivating in the beginning, But the more you're doing this and collecting data across a longer period of time, the more you feel inspired to keep going because you've already got this book full of all these steps you've taken. And when you flip back and read them, it makes you feel inspired to stay on track and keep going. And another thing I found that another benefit of doing this over time is that when I finally achieve my goal of finishing a book or finishing a creative project, I look back and I can think of all the tiny steps I took to get there. So what does this do for us? Well, when you're starting a new thing, it's often very overwhelming. We often feel really panicked and overwhelmed and anxious about how am I going to do this? How am I possibly going to get through this many pages? Or how am I going to complete this by this deadline? And when you've trained yourself to track it in tiny steps, you have that built in confidence that, okay, this feels overwhelming, but I know if I can break it down, find the first step forward, and then keep track of all the little steps I'm taking each week, I know that over time I can accomplish it because I've done it before. And that's what I'd like to encourage you to start thinking about doing. We often overestimate how much we can get done. In a day and underestimate how much we can get done in a year. In other words, we're often cramming a lot in our imaginations and expecting ourselves to do it instantly. And we're not thinking about things in a gentler, easy to manage way, which is if I give myself a longer stretch of time and I do a little each week, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. I don't get as stuck at the starting line. And I start to build up that confidence that I can do this a little bit at a time. So start to go a little easier on yourself. Take things in little steps, break them down, and do what you need to do to mentally prepare yourself to move forward with that first step. Often taking the first step forward is the hardest part. And once you get going, the momentum will kick in and the motivation sometimes kicks in after you've gotten started. A lot of times we're waiting for this burst of motivation to move us forward. But what I've found generally is while that happens sometimes, I can usually count on the motivation to find me when I'm already moving, when I've already gotten past that first hurdle and I'm moving and there's momentum and I'm doing it each week, then the motivation kicks in. So it's counterintuitive because we often feel like we need the motivation feeling to give us the confidence to move, but you often have to move yourself forward to get to the point where you feel motivated. So if you can remember that, that everyone feels that sometimes, and that it's hard to rely on just that motivation feeling to give you the boost to move forward, then maybe you'll learn to break it down into little steps, go a little easier on yourself and encourage yourself every little step of the way. To find out more about tools discussed on the show, please visit the TheUltimateToolkitBooks.com and be sure to check out my upcoming book, The Ultimate Self-Esteem Toolkit. If you'd like to learn more about upcoming episodes, please visit RisaWilliams.com and click on Podcast. Here you can find out about upcoming guest interviews, Time Lab, Brain Boost, and Time Toolkit segments of the show. If you're enjoying all these tools you're hearing on the show, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast. I'm Reese Williams, and we're out of time. Thanks for listening.